What's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the All-American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr, here, bringing you guys an NFL update episode as we roll into Week 10. Coming up next. So as I mentioned, getting into an NFL update uh, episode today. Hello, everyone. My name is Chris Carr, and welcome back to the All-American Sports Podcast. I'm going to try to do more of these um, little episodes, you know, throughout the week. I'm finding myself that I have more time um, as I'm a senior high school, if you guys don't know. So my college applications, everything kind of starting to wind down. So I notice I'll have more time in my hands um, throughout, the week, throughout the week to record these episodes. So I'm trying to get them into you guys. I just published an article, by the way. Um, last thing, it's in my Instagram bio on All American Sports. Um, it's check it out to my personal articles page, uh, where I kind of get my midseason fantasy awards out there to you guys, like bust of the year, um, boom player of the year, MVP, rookie of the year, all that stuff, um, is out on my, uh, my Instagram bio on that website. Click the link, click personal articles, read all about it really easy. Um, but enough about that because now it is week 10. So we are uh, officially past the midway point as we roll in. I'm recording this on Wednesday night. Tomorrow night we have the Thursday night football game between the Falcons um, and the Panthers. We'll talk about that in just a second. But um, the three topics we have here today. Number one, the Indianapolis Colts. Frank Reich out. Jeff Saturday in. We'll talk all about that. Uh, number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, you know, I'm really going to be detailing. I know a lot of NFL teams are struggling right now. Buccaneers specifically to me, um, I will be talking about that, why they're struggling, how they'll overcome it, because that division is wide open. It seems like the Bucs need to take it. Just something's holding them back. And then, as I mentioned, Thursday night football game, we're t- going to talk Falcons, Panthers previewing that upcoming matchup in just a second. But we're going to start off in Indianapolis. As I mentioned, Frank Reich fired this week. Jeff Saturday into the organization, um, back into the organization, I have to say. Obviously, uh, if you don't know who Jeff Saturday is, you should. He was Peyton Manning center, most notably, but really um, just a great, you know, foundational piece, that offensive line for, um, you know, a, a decade, I believe, uh, there in Indianapolis. And an all-pro guy, superstar player. We've seen him on ESPN now. He has that role. Um, but he was brought in, you know, very shockingly. Um, not only in the NFL world, but to him as the head coach uh, for the Colts when Frank Reich was fired. And I don't like this move at all. I, I, listen, I think Jeff Saturday is a great guy. I think he's a great gig right now at ESPN. Um, I don't know why he would want to coach. I mean, obviously, when you're called upon like that, you, you can't really say no. Um, you're an NFL head coach. But I, it just seems so out of the blue and not really like I, – I just don't understand this. And Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, even said um, – I like that he doesn't have any NFL experience. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, this guy has not been a coach anywhere besides the high school level. Can you believe that? I mean, the Colts are throwing in the towel, and I, I, I don't understand the Frank Reich fire. I really don't. I, I, you know, this organization I've praised before because they've built such a great foundation, but they're missing a key part. You have to have a connection you have to have a franchise quarterback. They built everything around that. A fantastic offensive line. Yes, it's diminished this year. And that makes sense. I mean, they've been trying to hold that up for years now, but you don't have a quarterback. 
And you're going to have to sacrifice pieces. The offensive line's in shambles. Great running back, Jonathan Taylor. He's been hurt, unfortunately. The wide receiving core is starting to look up. Michael Pittman broke out on the scene last year. You added Alec Pierce. The defense has been rock solid for a while. Um, and this year, yeah, it hasn't gone their way. But Frank Reich is a great head coach. I think everybody knows that. No one's questioning that. I think he'll be able to find a job soon. Um, he's great NFL experience. The Carson Wentz move didn't really make a lot of sense to me. The Matt Ryan move just kind of seemed like a copycat wannabe of the Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford moves and really just did not work out in their favor. But this team has not found any stability at the quarterback position, the most important position on the field. And when you don't have that, I mean, you're really lost. And blame it on Frank Reich all you want, but I think this is part of general manager falls on the burden of general manager Chris Ballard, um, who really hasn't found any stability at the quarterback position. And I think Frank Reich is a great head coach. I think they did him dirty. Um, and then when you hire a guy like Saturday with no NFL experience, it seems like he really just didn't have an idea and wanted to throw in the towel this season so he can get a high draft pick next year. And I realize, I mean, and probably they realize they don't really have a chance this year, which I guess you could say that. I mean, they're not looking great, but it's not over till it's over. That division is not all that talented. Um, I I would have said at least stick with Reich till the end of the season. Um because, I mean, you don't really have an answer at quarterback right now. The Sam Ellinger move is kind of like whatever. I mean, we, we I talked about that with Matt Ryan, and I, I disagreed with it too. Because I think of you of Ryan and Reich, that's a lot better of a look, um, you know, going into the season. And I know you might say, well, Chris, I mean, they, they might not finish. They're going to be middle of the pack. Why not just throw in the towel? Because you have Matt Ryan and Frank Reich. I mean, that is a, that's a pretty good connection right there. Quarterback um, to coach. And, and then, you know, if you have a guy like Matt Ryan, yeah, maybe you're grooming in a guy like Sam Ellinger. But there, he, Matt Ryan has been a bridge quarterback the last few years in Atlanta. And even Atlanta is finding success. They went from Ryan to Mariota. I, right now, you're throwing in the towel. You're throwing Ellinger in as a rookie, like five games into the season. It makes no sense. Same thing with Reich. You can't fire him now. Jeff Saturday? I mean, what kind of hire is that? I, I Right now, I am not in favor of the Colts, as you can tell. But I just, I don't understand what is going through their head. And I'm not a big fan of tanking. I never have been. And I know as a fan, that makes sense why I wouldn't like it. But even as an organizational perspective, I mean, you just look weak when you're throwing in the towel like this. The comments that Jim Ursay made make no sense. He hasn't had any NFL experience. You're happy about that? Really? You're happy that he has any coaching experience besides high school? That sounds like you're tanking to me. I don't understand it. I think this this team has great pieces outside of the quarterback position. That's your question mark. If you're really focusing on building a situation where you know, you're one quarterback away from being a great team, you don't make these kind of moves at this point in the season. I disagree with it. Um, and I, I'm kind of not in favor of the Colts right now, as you can tell. I'm despising them right now. Jim Mersey and Chris Ballard, I can't believe it, and really disagree with their uh, their last few you know recent moves. Uh, next, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and as a fantasy manager of three current Buccaneers players, I might sound biased, and you know I'm a New England fan. I love Tom Brady. Um, yes, he's in Tampa Bay. I mean, I still love him. He's still Tom Brady. He gifted my franchise. 
uh, their whole legacy with all the Super Bowls. I still believe he was a great quarterback. Um, but the Buccaneers, it's been frustrating to watch. And as I, I say that, because, you know, we've seen Fournette. He hasn't had the performances, you know, that we like to see. Tom Brady's been kind of just, you know, slinging it, but not really doing a great job of it recently. And my fantasy team has been reflective of that. But, um, you know, even taking that out of it, like, the Bucs, just something seems to be holding them back. I don't know what kind of drastic change it was because they did not lose a whole lot. I mean, you think about it, two years ago they won the Super Bowl. Uh, then they return all 22 of their starters. And obviously this year they lost some pieces, for sure. I mean, Shaq Barrett going down a few weeks ago, huge loss, no doubt. And Rob Gronkowski, obviously a big loss. Um, you know, you haven't had the kind of health you've had at your offensive line. A few guys leave there, Ryan Jensen, uh, Alex Kappa. But, I mean, it does not make sense why this team is this bad. They escaped when they win over the Rams. That was a tough game to watch. And I keep waiting, and I don't really see a week in which the Bucs can really take over. Because <laughs> when you look at it, I mean, that division is wide open. You have the Falcons. They're, they're the, probably the most competitive division. They're not a great team, but they give you a good run for your money every week. I like Arthur Smith. They fight. They run the ball, pound it down your gut. Um, the most runs in the NFL um, out of any team. Um, and their defense is actually not all that bad. They have some nice pieces there, and A.J. Terrell, still Grady Jarrett. Um, I like actually what they're building. Um, but, I mean, they're not all that great of a team yet. They are, I believe, uh, four and five right now. But that's the definition of a competitive team. You're going to finish you know, somewhere around 500, not all that talented. But, hey, you're going to compete. You're going to give it your all on a, you know, any given week. That's not what the Bucks are doing. Uh, but then the Saints, they look abysmal. I mean, Dennis Allen, higher, great defensive coordinator, not a great head coach. Andy Dalton is not the answer at quarterback. I didn't understand that move. Um, and it kind of seems like this team is full of veterans who were great like a while ago, but they've dealt with some injuries and kind of maybe shifting into a rebuild. And they have somewhat of a talented roster, but it just hasn't worked out for them this year. And they really, I mean, the Bucks even now would probably steamroll this team. Um, but maybe not. And then the Panthers, uh, we're going to talk about them and the Falcons in a second, but the Panthers, I mean, they're abysmal. I mean, they kind of like Atlanta, they've been competing a little bit more with Steve Wilkes, but you could see, I mean, when they actually faced good teams, it was 35, nothing at the half against Cincinnati. Like, give me a break. I mean, the fact that Tampa Bay lost them 21 to three, that was awful a few weeks ago. Um, but I'm really been paying attention to the Bucs this year. I really have. Uh, more so in past years because I like teams that struggle. I want to find, and this year in the NFL, there's been a lot of teams struggling. I mean, you name it. The whole AFC West has completely, um, you know, missed their mark on the expectations. We were expecting that to be the greatest division of all time. And, I mean, you look at the Chargers, the Raiders are a joke. The Broncos are talking about firing Nathaniel Hackett already. The Chargers. The Chargers have been abysmal for how talented the roster is. The Chiefs are the one kind of constant, but they even lost some pieces. They've taken a step back. We saw it. They almost lost to Tennessee this weekend on Sunday Night Football. Um, but I like I like rooting for those teams. I like to figure out the root of the problem. Mainly, I like the rebuilding teams because I want to see them, you know, kind of build up into a successful team. That's what the Bucks did, mainly with Tom Brady coming in. But now it's the rise and then the fall, and this has been the fall. 
And Tom Brady, I'm never going to say he's done because right when I say that, he's going to go out and have a great performance. But I will say he has missed a lot of throws um, that he does not normally miss. And people cannot just keep saying, well, hey, that's that's not Tom Brady. He'll, he'll miss that throw one out of 100. No, because he has been missing more of those throws recently. And I know he's not a mobile quarterback and anything, but it seems like when he gets kind of, uh, you know, a little bit out of the pocket, forced out, he just gets frustrated and throws the ball on the ground. And granted, he does not have a lot of help. I don't blame him. I mean, this defense has been actually pretty good, um, you know, relatively constant. You have kind of the same guys. They can keep you in games. We saw that with the Rams. I mean, they will not lose you games. And, um, you know, they've been solid. Todd Bowles, the defensive, uh, you know, head coach, defense-minded, defensive coordinator. I think he's a great coordinator, but not a great coach. I think, honestly, Byron Leftwich probably would have been a better hire for this team. Even though I like both of their coordinators, Leftwich and Bowles, I just think they're missing Bruce Arians, kind of, you know, the rain, you know, the guy holding things together. The one constant, the leader. He's going to, you know, monitor everything. Um, that's why they were so successful. But Todd Bowles has done his job. He's elevated the defense, just completely left out one side of the ball because I think he expected Byron Leftwich and Brady to be able to figure it out on their own, which is fair. In any given year, that would be normal. But this year, it hasn't been the case. The offensive line has not been great. Um, they've not been as terrible as people say they have been. Um, but they, you know, you with Tom Brady, you have to have, at this point in his career, you have to have a pretty solid offensive line um, because he can't really scramble. As I mentioned, he gets flustered going really anywhere near out of the pocket. Uh, he needs time to make these throws because the receivers have not been helpful. Mike Evans is good, but when all the defensive attention is on him, it's not great. Chris Godwin, I mean, we haven't really seen him healthy, but then when we have, he never gets a pass downfield. It's always these screen passes, and he's not a guy who's going to make you pay, really, after the catch that much. Um, and Evans, I mean, he just hasn't been the same. Brady's been missing him because with Mike Evans, you really have to throw a contested ball in a good spot where you have a shot at it. But when Brady's consistently just kind of lobbing it up for him and, you know, throwing, Brady throws that ball 150 miles an hour in tight spots. Not working. Uh, I like the rookie tight end, Kate Otten, but he shouldn't be, you know, your third option on a championship offense. That's not going to work because the other receivers have not been great. We saw Scotty Miller kind of have a nice game. Julio's been off the field for 95% of the season. Um, and then the running backs, don't get me started on that. That's where I really start to have problems because Leonard Fournette, has not even been getting the ball recently. I think that's a mistake. I think he should be. You look at Brady and how successful he was. He needs a dump-off guy. And you could say Rashad White can be that guy. No, it's Leonard Fournette. I mean, he has had cemented success for a while. You bring in a guy like White, and I get it. He's an exciting rookie, but he just doesn't know the playbook as well. Can't block like Fournette can. And Fournette, yeah, he's certainly lost a step. But when you have a guy that's had so much success in his career and had success even earlier this season, I mean, he was a solid running back. Um, I know he put on some weight, might not be as fast, as powerful, but the offensive line is not doing him any favors. And ultimately, the playbook just looks dry. Now, in order to fix this mess, if you're Tampa Bay, um, you need, first of all, it's tough, but everybody needs to be healthy. I mean, you have at least three or four key guys missing every game. When you have everybody healthy with Tom Brady, 
the one thing you need to do is keep them protected at all costs. They have some nice tight end pieces on their bench. Um, you know, bring them in. Extra blocking should be priority one. Give Leonard Fournette more playing time. Uh, you know, because they're very revealing, I find, too. They bring in Rashad White in the later stage of the games when they're down, and they want to do, you know, just a bunch of shotgun plays and pat- and have him as a passing option. That's very revealing, you know, we do a defense. You see Rashad in right, White in there, pass. You see Fournette in there, run. It's pretty revealing. Uh, so I say more Leonard Fournette, less uh, Rashad White. Have Fournette in there because I think he's a much better blocker. He can give you better straight-up runs. I think White's going to be exciting. Nice change of pace back. But they've been kind of going hot-hand approach, which is not the way it should work. You shouldn't have White in there for a drive and then Fournette in there for a drive. And really, it's been clear. Fournette's getting the first quarter, and White's basically getting 90% in the rest of the three quarters. Uh, So mix it up. Fournette should be RB1. White should take a back seat. Nice change of pace back. Your receivers, you should be running heavy receiver sets most of the time. And I know that kind of counter, you know, it kind of counters my previous point with X protection. I'm saying X protection on run plays. On pass plays, you want that protection, but you you also want, you know, kind of three or four receivers. So it's it's tough. You gotta find a balance, but they haven't really been finding a balance. You see Godwin and Evans and tight end. And the tight end is usually K Dotton who's off the line. Move K-Dotton inwards and maybe take a running back out, add an extra receiver out there. That works. Um, and, you know, just give Tom Brady time. Get the receivers got to step up. And maybe this team is just getting older and losing a step. That's one thing. I understand it, but they just don't look the same. I feel like they, this is a fixable issue, but there just seems to be one kind of, you know, force that I can't really describe that's holding this team back. And it's very tough to watch, honestly, but... Um, I think their issues are fixable. I think, you know, someone needs to have a chat in this locker room because even that win, I mean, their last drive in that game was the best drive I've seen all season. Tom Brady was efficient. He was throwing the ball on time. I want to see more of Scotty Miller because he was good. But they don't really read defenses the way they used to. Tom Brady seems to be going very, you know, first read heavy and forcing it. Uh, don't force it. If it's not there, I mean, then you dump off to a guy like Fournette. When Fournette was getting catches, it was working. Those are my thoughts on the box. But I think it's a very fixable issue. I also plan on probably talking about this team in the next few weeks. Uh, they have an exciting game, though, this week. First NFL game in Germany, 930 on Sunday against the Seahawks. But I'm not done with the box. I, I want to see them. They're a team that I'm going to follow in the next few weeks. Uh, Thursday Night Football is also a game I, I've been liking to follow. I've been following the Panthers, I feel like, a lot more this year. They've been kind of a nice story for me, um, even though the, you know they are 2-7 and seven right now. Um, but they have an interesting matchup. Falcons have an interesting matchup here, two NFC South teams. And this is a you know basically the most Thursday night game ever. Nobody really cares who would really you know spend any time on watching this game, right? I personally i would i think you know any football is great football um i don't care what the score is what the teams are i just love watching it during, especially during the weekday it's it's like a you know a, a nice little pleasant surprise little birthday present during the middle of the week when you're stuck doing homework and working all day um it's nice to you know relax on your couch at the end of the night and watch some thursday night football this one i think is an intriguing matchup uh we got falcons panthers and 
One thing I'm going to be watching for the Panthers is really their offense. And, you know, in their defense, we know it's been terrible. And I expect this to be a high-scoring affair because Atlanta, I mentioned, they have some promise, you know, some, some guys who, you know, have shown some promise in the defense. But, hey, this is not nowhere near a top-tier defense at this point. Um, I, I want to see, because we saw this matchup two weeks ago, I want to see how, with Chuba Hubbard likely healthy, how he mixes in, because I think the Panthers should have a much more efficient ground game. Uh, I, when they get Foreman carries early, because I loved watching him against Atlanta, I think he is the most underrated running back in the NFL. I can't stress it enough. He's a miniature version of Derrick Henry, and I, I it's tough to call a guy who's like 260 pounds and six foot two miniature because I, I mean he is he's good he's powerful, and when you're in the, when this team is inside the five yard line, I'm guaranteeing Deontay Foreman is going to run it in no matter how many guys are stacked in the box. But Chuba Hubbard is healthy; he should get a lot more of the receiving work. Interesting to see how that split is. And by the way, if you didn't hear the Panthers name PJ Walker their starter which I think was the right decision over Baker Mayfield. You know what you're getting with Mayfield. And I think even, even in that Cincinnati game, I know it was hard to watch. P.J. Walker made some bad decisions. But when he wasn't making bad decisions, he had you know a couple just ill-advised throws. Everybody makes those. I know it was ugly. It's Walker. And really, you want to keep him on a short lease because he's not you know, a cemented starting quarterback. Makes sense. But you bring Baker Mayfield in after half. He didn't get a total chance. Because I, when I saw that throw with, with DJ Moore two weeks ago, that should have won them the game if it wasn't a uh, penalty at the end. That was the best ball I've seen by any quarterback all year. PJ, well, I like him. He can find a way to get out of the pocket, make throws in the run, even without talented receivers. I mean, it's DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall running the receiver room in, in Carolina. That's not great options. You don't have any tight ends. You don't have McCaffrey to lean on anymore. And this guy is finding a way to win as the underdog. I like it. I like PJ Walker. He's gritty. And just like this Atlanta team, they're another gritty team. They're going to run the ball down your throat. I saw Cordero Patterson had the best run of the season last week, coming off of injury, not to mention. And he absolutely knocked Drew Tranquil on his butt, gave him the shoulder, and ran in the end zone. That was awesome to see. I love that. I love Tyler Alagier. I mentioned at the beginning of the season, he was a fantasy sleeper out of BYU. He's been a solid power back, too. And then you have guys like Caleb Huntley. He's shown some promise. You have Patterson now. I mean, he's probably going to take a back seat in the running category. You mix uh, Huntley and Alagier in the running room. Patterson out as a receiver, receiving back, you name it. I mean, this guy can do anything. And, you know, I I just like it. Mariota's a running quarterback. This team is a very different style of play, but it actually fits them well and can win them games. Um, And both defenses, yeah, they aren't that great, but... That makes it more interesting. More points scored. You get to see the offense more. What fans want to see. Must see TV, in my opinion. Panthers, Falcons. Um, I expect this high-scoring, gritty game. We'll see some highlight plays. Uh, For a prediction, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 31-27. That might be a bit high-scoring. No, you know what? I'm saying 31-27 Falcons. Um, Going to be an exciting game, though. I can't wait to watch. So that has been it for the NFL update, though, guys. Uh, let me know what you think, and I'll get to you soon with my Week 10 NFL picks and predictions, aside from the Thursday night game. Uh, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. I'd like to uh, be producing more of these types of episodes. 
and I will see you guys next time. But for now, peace.